Scripture says that God our Savior desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But what is the truth? And how do we gain that knowledge? The answer to these questions and more in today's edition of Faith with Father. Living Bread Radio presents Faith with Father, a program aimed at teaching today's culture the truth about the Catholic faith. And now here's your host, Tim Perry. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith with Father. We're still on location in Amherst, Ohio at St. Joseph Rectory with Father Michael Dank. Welcome, Father. Thank you, Tim. Glad to have you in Amherst, Ohio, the sandstone capital of the world. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, I didn't know that, but I'm telling you, I like it here a lot, and the rectory's just as quiet as the Kind of like Mayberry out here. I love it. Awesome. We, we enjoyed it uh, coming up here. We're going to continue our discussion from the UCAT on uh, the Holy Spirit. And uh, question 121 of the UCAT asks, what does church mean? So I think when, when we think of church, um, you know, as I mentioned in a, in a previous show, especially the older generation, when they drove by a Catholic church, they would make the sign of the cross just as a, a sacramental that they're driving by this sacred place. And it is. It's a holy and sacred place. But sometimes I think we limit it to a building, you know. So if you think of the church you grew up in, you know, you can picture and imagine that church. And, um, so, you know, sometimes I think there's good memories and bad memories of that. You know, like sometimes kids, when you're, when they're first learning to go to church, uh, their parents will have to drive a different direction to get to church so that they don't realize where they're going, you know, kind of like getting them, getting, getting a doctor's appointment or something like that. But the church is, uh, first of all, wider than a building, you know, so that the word church com- comes from the Greek word ecclesia which means those who are called forth. So the church ultimately are those who are called forth, the ecclesia, these people that are gathered together and called forth to, to do God's work on earth. So the church ultimately is the people of God. You know, so we are the church, the baptized that are called and commissioned to do God's work in this world. So all of us together are church. And people sometimes say, well, why do I have to go to church? Well, because um, again, you can't do it on your own. We're we're only we're only um, part of this if we're together. You know, the church ultimately is is the Holy Spirit drawing all of us people together as God's holy people. It'd be like LeBron trying to play the Golden State Warriors by himself on his own. Yeah, he needs his teammates. He right, can't right. do it by himself, and, and, even though he's yeah, the main guy. Yeah, Jesus did commission us as a team with the main guy, you know, so we have, we have our Pope and, and we're all gathered together as this church with the head. So, you know, that, that's one of the notions is, is from, you know, Peter on, we've always had a head of the church and we hear this in, in Paul's writings too, you know, that, that uh, we are the body and ultimately Christ is the head. Um, but it, that's symbolized in, in the, in the Holy Father. Okay. Awesome. So, why does God want there to be a church? Because he knows we need it. You know, it'd be like, he knows we need a boat, you know, and that's one of the, the, the symbols of the church, too, is the ark, the ark of the covenant, or if you think of Noah's ark, you know, the ark was what carried the people through those, the times of flooding, the, the disasters in their lives, and the church is given to us now to carry us through. You know, so we too have this ark to gather in and to, to carry us through the storms in life and ultimately into, into, into the kingdom of heaven. 
So the Catechism says, you know, why does God want there to be a church? Well, God wills the church because he wants to redeem us, not individually. So, Tim, as much as he loves you, he doesn't want just you to go to heaven. He wants you and me and Dan and all of us, you know, all of us to, to come to heaven. So we, the church is, is, is him doing that with us together. He wants to make all of creation, all people, all of creation actually his his holy sanctification his his um um desire to bring us all together into union with him mm-hmm. so it's not just me and jesus and my bible or yeah and i think that's one of the the misnomers is in in you know the the this personal savior that uh it, it's all about just me and god and me getting to heaven uh, that's not what it's about at all, and, th- and that will not lead us to salvation. By the way, because we don't get there alone, and nor nor can we uh, can we come to heaven alone. We get there by the love of others and by the love of God in, in our world. So the church is really this communion, ultimately, of saints on earth. So we believe in the saints in heaven, but the church really is the Holy Spirit working in earth um, through us. And again, fully human, fully divine, but working through us and, and bringing us all together into salvation. So I like to say it's it's like God himself has this team concept of three persons and one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Our Heavenly Father's plan of salvation is a team concept. That's a great insight, yeah. So even God's identity is that of Trinity, the three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So yeah, that's a good image that the identity of God is team. You know, and so if if that's God and God created us in His image and likeness, then then we too are called to to be part of this team and and, and to help one another in our walk with Christ. Yeah, and and as we help one another, we get to know and experience God's love for ourselves, and also in loving other people, we help them receive His love. But it also manifests. We also get to know His love more through loving others. So it's it's all. Um, you know, this this giving and receiving of love, just as the Father loves the Son and the Son loves the Father. We have a little thing at the Sacred Heart. There's a group of about six to eight of us that go to daily Mass, and we go to breakfast afterwards for those who can make it after breakfast. And again, the fellowship and the support that we give one another, we're there for each other uh, in good times and bad. And if something's not going well, we can discuss it. And, and same thing, sharing the victories and the joys. Yeah, and so I think again, that's such a, a wonderful, like a little, you know, it's like a little church, if uh-huh. you will. And uh, you know that that's one of the ways that we can experience uh, it's what we call small Christian communities. That we have these communities within the church that gather together, so that we can experience that intimacy and that fellowship and that union. So hopefully, what your your experience of church is is not only a building, a sacred place that you can go to, and not only a whole parish community that you have, but within that community there is there are people that you do feel close and connected with. So I just encourage you, if you've, if you've not been involved in, in the church or away from the church, uh, try to get involved in it because there are such good and loving people. And often it takes that risk of just getting some kind of involvement. And maybe it's just going to daily Mass and going out with the people after Mass. You know, I, I just think that's a wonderful... A wonderful blessing that you have, and I, I know that so many have. Going go to breakfast and, and breaking bread is an awesome way to, to get to know people and to get closer to people. Yeah, yeah. You know, eating together. Sometimes people even take the priest. Wow. I love when people take me out to breakfast after Mass. Wow, that, I, I would, Father, <laughs> but it's quite a drive up here. <laughs> you won't drive to Amherst for that? <laughs> an hour-long drive? Yeah. I'm worth it. You are. <laughs> 
So what is the task or the mission of the Catholic Church? Ultimately, it's to bring about the kingdom of God right here on earth. You know, and I mean, that's a, a wonderful task, a, a unbelievable task, but it's a reality. That, you know, and, and that's, that's what Jesus desired when you pray. You know, when you say the Our Father, that we say that thy kingdom come, thy will be done. So the church and the, the task of the church, the mission of the church is to bring about the kingdom of God right here on earth. So that's just the priests and the bishops job? Yeah, right. Just no no, it's all it's you, the, that's what uh you know, my father was saying something about the other you know, you you hear all these things on the news, see all the problems in the world, and my father said to me, "You got a tough job ahead of you." Now, I you know, I honor my father and respect him, so I didn't say anything back to him, but I thought, well, no, we you, you got we have a tough job ahead of us, all, all of, us. of us. You know, it's not just the priests and the and the bishops. Um, you I was being as, sarcastic. I know you were. I know you were. But but no. But I think that people think that. You know, know what I mean? I, know. I used to. There was a time when I thought that they and, think and, like, "Oh, you you take care of that." And you were over here, and and the rest of us were over here, right? And like, say, one of the ways I got to know our priest is going to breakfast with him mm-hmm. and seeing that, hey, he's a regular guy like me. Yeah, and that that is the notion that we are all in this together, you know. And that's uh, Pope Francis says to his priest. One of one of the, my favorite lines he says now is, "You should smell like your sheep." You know, that the priest should be so close to the people that we smell like them. And I didn't really totally get that until I did a, I did a homily um, some while back on the Good Shepherd. And I, somebody actually got me a sheep, brought a sheep to the church, and I got to carry the sheep on my shoulders. And it was well-groomed. It was a beautiful sheep, but it stunk. It smelled. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like afterwards, all day long, I could smell that sheep on me. <laughs> so, um, so, You'll never you know, forget that image. So I'll never forget that. You know, and sometimes people stink too. You just gotta, <laughs> you yeah. know, you stay in it together. I played golf this morning, so I'm <laughs> a little myself, but okay. So why is the Catholic Church more than just an institution? So the UCAT says the Church is more than an institution because she is a mystery. And that is simultaneously human and divine. So as we said before, it's not just, um, uh, you know, if you think of an institution like a college or a government or, uh, you know, something that really is run by people, um, every institution you can think of at some point or another comes to an end. And the, the, the church is, is ultimately, as we said, guided by the Holy Spirit, fully human, fully divine, you know, for 2,000 years and even before, you know, because all the prop, you know, God's been working through all of time and all of creation, bringing about the, the, this fullness. The church, in its great mystery and guidance by the Holy Spirit, continues to live on. So, it's more than an institution. Sometimes people say, mm, "I don't like the institutional church," you know, and that's kind of a, a misnomer. Now, there is some institution organization because we're human and we we need that. But um, it, if it weren't for the institution, if it weren't for this, this church, the structure of the church, it wouldn't exist. I wouldn't have my faith. You know, I would have never come to know the Lord. You know, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be a priest today. I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't have the Eucharist. You know, so um, there is such blessing that comes from that. However, it is more than an institution. You know, it's not just a structure. The institution helps and fosters it, and the institution is, as with anything else, can have its own flaws and can be um, imperfect. 
And and that's why, because of God, the Holy Spirit working with this, just as he works with you, Tim, and with me and our imperfection, uh, he can work with our imperfections, our humanness, and bring about the divine and the beautiful and the good and the truth. And, and I like to say also that the church's job, if you will, is for our salvation and also to share the teachings of Christ. Yeah, and what I, what I love about um, – sometimes people will say, if you go to church, you're a hypocrite. You know, because you're a sinner, and I and I'm, you know, I'm I'm a sinner too. So I'm the biggest hypocrite of all. But that's not the truth. We never claim to be perfect by going to church. We begin every mass with the penitential rite. We begin every mass by saying, uh, "Lord, have mercy." Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. We begin every mass by acknowledging our sins. So. We're not hypocrites by going to Mass. Actually, we're hypocrites if we don't go. You know, We're hypocrites if we say we don't need that. When we go to Mass, that's when we experience conversion and God's love in spite of our sinfulness. You know, so one of the images for churches is that it's a hospital for sinners. You know, so it's a hospice for sinners. We, we go there because we need redemption. We need to experience the living Christ. Yeah, we need to experience the and living Christ. And that's the one and place that we can do it, not outside the church, that's, but right Yeah, that's there the other at, thing, too, is, is we can't conjure up, we can't make God appear on our own. I mean, try to make that happen, right? Can you make God appear to you? No. You know, we can't, we can't make it happen. But he does promise that when two or three are gathered in his name, he's present among us, you know, and that, and that uh, when we receive uh, the, the body and blood of Christ, that, that it is the, the real presence of, of Christ with us. Excellent. We've been listening to Father Michael Denk. Father, can we have a blessing, please? The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. Bye for now. This has been Faith with Father, a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. For an audio archive of this program, log on to livingbreadradio.com and click on Faith with Father. If you have a question or comment about today's program, email us at askfather at livingbreadradio.com. And join us again next time for another edition of Faith with Father.